at Aubrey702. <laughs> it's 15 minutes after 11, 11 o'clock. So somebody has now sent me, Miss McKay has now sent me a tweet. He says, yeah, Orbs, who did you bump into? Pumanai. Are you referring to Malema's membership in, uh, in under Country Club? Out with it. Actually, I wasn't talking about that. But now that you've raised it, Miss McKay, maybe we'll talk about it in the final hour of the show. I had spotted some interesting union leaders who, because I want to keep my job, I won't mention their names at this point. But maybe we will. Who knows? Maybe the inspiration, the spirit will hold us, will catch us. And maybe we'll drop some files and drop some names. O double one eight eight three oh seven oh two or O two one double four six oh five six seven. It's sixteen minutes after eleven o'clock and Johan Ulifir who is a partner at Weber Wenzel. Uh, he's also a uh, legal expert when it comes to the issue of employee benefits. And uh, he's going to help us, uh, uh, yeah, he's going to walk us through this very interesting decision by the Department of Labor. Johan, thank you very much for joining us, sir. I really appreciate your time. Good evening, Aubrey. Uh, yeah, and welcome to your listeners as well. And much appreciated, sir. So, so, so lots of people have been talking about the announcement by the Department of Labor that they're giving the rest of us and everybody else who uh, can say something about the 60 days to contribute to uh, the conversation about them wanting to deregister EMCU. Uh, from your point of view, from where you sit, what is the reason for this, the, the possible deregistration of EMCU? Of well, what's interesting is if you look at the notice that was issued in the government gazette, it doesn't tell us the exact reason. You know, it says that um, there's the intention to deregister AMCU and that, you know, whoever has an interest, and obviously that will be AMCU, have now 60 days to make representations why it should not be deregistered. So it's not a question of everyone now phoning in and saying this is why they should be deregistered. It is, you know, the affected parties, which is mainly UNCU, to say this is why I should not be deregistered. So it's it's an interesting move by the Registrar of Trade Unions of, of Department of Labor. Uh, the timing seems a bit strange yep. um, because it comes you know, barely a, a week or so after AMCU has finally agreed with Sabania Stillwater yes. that, you know, it will come to the wage agreement in respect of the gold uh, mines of, of Sabania. And where it did not really achieve anything after a five-month strike. Yeah. And, and now we get this notification uh, which calls them that they are going to be deregistered because the registrars view that they're not acting as a true trade union and that they have not complied with their own constitution. Uh, And that's what we see in the notice. Johan, without sailing too close to the wind, uh, let me do that, okay? Without sailing too (laughs) close to the wind, what do you read in those suspicious uh, variables that you are raising? Uh, The timing, the five-month strike that seemed not to have uh, um, given us anything or given the workers anything, um, the the whole fight with Sibanye, um, the very existence of AMCU against, of course, uh, the idea that they may not be a particularly um, politically aligned, uh, you know, union, uh, or let me say, a party politically aligned union. Um, what do you read? What what? How should we perhaps read all of those? Uh, interesting 
um, variables in what you've just uh, described? Well, I'm not going to fall straight into that one. What I'm first <laughs> going to say is the following. Yeah. Um, that when I read what the registrar has been saying, we have to consider this is the new registrar, Mr. Mulefe. Yes. Now, Mr. Mulefe has recently been appointed, and previously he was a different registrar, Mr. Kraus. Yes. And Mr. Kraus had you know, a few fallouts with the, the Minister of Labour, uh, particularly relating to deregistration and threats of deregistration of Kusatu Alliance unions. Yeah. <laughs> that was quite an interesting process as well because the registrar's oversight over these unions in terms of what they have in their constitutions, that they have to account in respect of how they manage their finances, you know, the, the, the dues that they receive from the members, each one you know, cent has to be accounted for and audited. And the registrar has the duty to, in fact, do that in respect of, I think there's about 190 registered trade unions. Now, we haven't had too many unions deregistered. Yes, there's been one of two or three that really did not act like a trade union, but more like, you know, receiving money for doing certain things on behalf of so-called members, but it's basically walk-ins, and then others who just squandered the monies that the, the, the members have contributed. Now, you know, they're not acting like trade unions, they're acting like businesses because a trade union is supposed to be there for the workers and acting not for gain. Now, what the registrar is now saying, I've been communicating with AMCO for a long time. They haven't had a proper election of officials and particularly top officials such as Mr. Machunga and Mr. Mpashlele and, and people who are at the top of 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 the leadership of AMCU, there hasn't been that type of election which every three or four years in terms of the constitution should be held. I've, the registrars I've written to them, they did not reply properly, and now I've taken the step because I feel that they're not acting like a trade, true trade union. Now, you know, that's a power that he does have as a registrar, but for me it's a bit strange that it's all of a sudden um, you know, the reaction and the only trade union that's on the list in terms of the notice in the, the, the government gazette is AMCU. Um, but, you know, that it is within the powers of the registrar to do so, that is indeed correct. And now AMCU has to answer, why does it not have, uh, or has, has it not called on a proper general meeting to elect new leadership and the like, um, particularly now that it uh, possibly has a number of members who are not very happy with it in terms of what has not been achieved in the long five-month strike. There are unions out there, Johan, that are far more errant than AMCU is. Yeah, I mean, uh, we know of... Uh, because I, I've been hearing as one of the reasons the uh, Department of Labor you know, is considering the deregistration of AMCO is that they haven't had uh, their constitutional, um, you know, uh, annual meetings where new leadership is. Yeah. is but, but, but I can almost think of two or three unions who are serial, serious and serial uh, offenders in that regard that the Department of Labor seems not to have talked about. Um, well, sec- secondly, it is unions yeah. that whose members have openly come out and said these unions are not performing the job that they should should be for us. 
unlike AMCU, the members of AMCU seem to be generally satisfied and happy with the work that uh, AMCU is doing for them, that, uh, that uh, Matunjwa seems to be doing for them, whether one agrees with him or not. But those people seem to be quite happy with them. And there are 250 people that see benefit in the existence, 50,000 people that see benefit in uh, the existence of AMCU as it is currently constituted. What are the real issues in your opinion? <laughs> well, I, I fully agree with you. There are some Kusatu-aligned trade unions that really there's been proof submitted that top leadership has squandered the actual money sure. that in fact should be used for the, the members to the betterment of the lives of those members and to in fact perform proper trade union activities. And nothing has happened there. So I do find that consistency is an issue here. You know, in terms of labor law, consistency is one of the most important factors to be considered. You know, you want an employer to act consistently in respect of discipline. You want a trade union to consistently act in the best interests of its members. So that type of concept is very important in labor law. And here we don't have that from the Department of Labor. That is a concern. Um, but what I do need to also say is that one has to look at other parties who have an interest in this. As you say, AMCU seems to do something for, you know, they disrupted in the whole situation in labor relations. Yeah. They, they've come in, they've taken members from the National Union of Mine Workers, you know, used to be the biggest union, yes. where yes. Cyril Ramaphosa himself was a general secretary. And they have now taken over the leading role as trade union in the tackling industry, for yes, instance. Yes. So the important aspect here now is that they have over 120,000 members. So the, the deregistration of AMCU would be quite a, a, a serious uh, event in the lives of those, those, the management who has to deal with that trade union at those mines, for instance, where AMCU has the majority. Um, there are collective agreements that's in place. There's recognition. There's, there's all kinds of structures in which the trade unions participate, like health and safety and, and the like. And for, for deregistration to come where the officials are not even allowed to be on the, on the, on the, the mine premises, where trade union uh, collective agreements with, uh, between trade unions and employers are no longer valid, those are far-reaching steps. So all I am now, you know, wish the Department of Labor and particularly the Registrar to consider is what are the effects of such a step and to think this through very carefully before any final decision is taken. Some people have pointed that this is not only a recipe for great instability in the mining sector as far as workers are concerned, but uh, of course uh, has the potential of destabilizing the whole economy, given the fact that the mining sector is such a pivotal player in our economy. What do you read uh, in those possibilities, Johan? Yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm concerned because the, 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 the issue now with the outcome of the recent uh, you know, negotiations between Sabanya and Amku is that I think Amku has come to realize that you know, you, you can't take such a radical position in terms of consistently demanding something which the employer says it can't, in fact, uh, you know, afford. It has to come to some more realistic view of the economy and, and what, what is possible within the mining industry. 
And for that to happen is also, you know, management wishes the UNCLU to come to the platinum negotiations with a much more realistic view of where uh, it can, what it can demand and what can be achieved in those negotiations. So, you know, to now come and deregister UNCLU just before the platinum wage negotiations, that is a concern to me. So the timing of it all is, is quite concerning. Well, you give us a call on 011-883-0702 as I speak to Johan Ulefier, a partner at Weber Wenzel. We're talking about the curious um, announcement of the possible deregistration by the Department of Labor. Um, very, very curious. And is the Department of Labor the right body to be announcing and even deregistering the uh, trade union, uh, Johan? Well, it obviously, as I said, the Department of Labor, through the registrar, and in terms of the provisions of the Labor Relations Act, they, you know, the registrar does have that duty to, in fact, have an oversight over trade unions. Do they comply with their constitutions? Do they submit the annual financial statements? Are they acting as a trade, true trade union in the best interests of their members and acting not for gain? So if there are facts and circumstances which a registrar knows of, which are, you know, quite clear to him why AMCU is, in fact, not such a trade union, not compliant, then, then he must come out and say that so that the public as well as employers know about that. You know, at the moment, you will get, and, and this is already happening, AMCU is sending out letters to, to the various minds to say to them, we are opposing this possible decision by the registrar, we don't believe that there's merit to what is being said. We are, in fact, going to have uh, an elective conference where we're going to elect new leadership. We are going to comply with our constitution. We do not believe that there's a proper reason to deregister us. So all of this is going to play itself out now. You know, our experience is that Amku likes going to court as well. Uh, in a number of cases, they have lost recently, but... You know, they're quite good in defending their, their position uh, in court. So this is not going to be a situation that AMCU is going to likely accept. Sure. Um, there's going to be a whole range of, of, of events that's going to unfold next. You say that the uh, negotiations for wages uh, in the platinum sector is probably going to be taking place uh, sometime in the very near future. Uh, explain that observation to me, Johan. Why would that be something important to mention in this conversation? Well, it's important because, as I say, Amku has been, you know, after Marikana um, and the disaster that happened there, Amku has been able to obtain a very large membership amongst the mine workers in, in the platinum industry. So a number of companies, you know, have uh, you know, London, Impala Platinum, Rustenburg Platinum, which is now also part of Sabania, have uh, a large membership of Amku. You know, where none, in fact, the National Union of Mine Workers have, have lost quite a, a large portion of their membership. So the, the negotiations with those separate employers in the platinum industry will see Amku again, you know, being the main uh, uh, party who, in fact, proposes uh, quite substantial increases in wages 
and, and it will be uh, quite a, a standoff between employers and AMCO in, 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 in the next few months. And, and so there will be lots of instability, I would think, if AMCO is now um, you know, deregistered without proper regional process. So it has to be carefully thought through, carefully dealt with uh, by the Department of Labor. Be interested to hear your thoughts. So, double one eight eight three zero seven zero two. What do you make of what is going on at the Department of Labour? Uh, some interesting observations by Johan Ulifir, partner at Weber Wenzel. Um, to what extent, in your mind, is the upcoming negotiations around um, wages in the platinum sector perhaps influential in this so-called? Um, yeah, well, not so-called. It is exactly what it is. The South African Labour Department has published a notice to deregister de- AMCO. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts about that. On 0118830702, should we be worried as South Africans, Johan? Well, you know, stability in, in, in our economy is now the absolute, you know, the greatest importance. Um, we've really had a torrid time lately with what's happening at our SOEs. We, we we want our economy to come back, you know, to 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 a, 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 you know an even keel where people can in fact produce, that we can be productive, that we can in fact be competitive in in, in in the you know markets all over the world, and and we need our economy to to stabilise. So we don't need any of these events that's unnecessary in terms of be stabilising again the labour market. Um, we definitely need stability now going forward. And my view was that there, there was some hope that, that AMCU will, in fact, you know, play a more meaningful role in negotiations going forward as well, um, particularly in platinum, um, and that we can you know, hope for that to happen. Give us a call, 11883 Your thoughts, your questions, your comments around the issue of the possible deregistration of AMCU. How do you read it? Yeah, What are your uh, theories as to this whole process? And of course, people have been uh, um, invited, Johan, to uh, be part of the conversation, I suppose, uh, to suggest why or why not the deregistration of, uh, of AMCU by the South African Labor Dem- Department. Are those submissions going to be taken seriously? Uh, so I suppose what, I, what I'm asking is, is the decision made or, you know, are we going to just go through the well, theatrics? The decision is made and now, you know, it, the final decision will only come after representations. But the question is interesting, Aubrey. The question is, why not? So, so it will be for a party like AMCU, who's now being affected, to say, why should it not happen? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's not why it should happen. So anyone affected, you know, like employers who don't like AMCU, other trade unions who don't like AMCU, could all come forward and say why they think this, this should happen. Um, but, you know, that's the registrar's decision. And he's now submitting calls, or, you know, going to receive uh, submissions by AMCU, why it should not be uh, be registered. Let me speak to Felix, who calls us from Nelspray in Pumalang. Hi, Felix. Good evening. Thank you for taking my Sure, call. go for it, man. Oh, yes. I think everybody should be worried. Once there is an infringement on civil liberties, everybody should be worried. Yep. You see, if something looks like a dog, it walks like a dog and quacks like a dog, 
We should just call it a dog. Do you want us to kill and eat it before you know it's a dog? <laughs> now, I'm saying this because it is important for us to understand simple logic. Amku has been very radical. Mm. Amku has been very, very, how will I put it, against government. And Department of Labor is a state entity. So they are using it now to be able to make sure that they silence what AMCO is doing. I'm not a, I'm not a member of AMCO. Yeah. I used to be a member of SAMA. Actually, I was the vice president of the low-fed branch. But I resigned because it has become a lame dog for the government. Yeah. I cannot be part of an association that is dead. And yeah. I wrote a letter to SAMA and I terminated my appointment to SAMA. My registration South African Sama. Me- Medical, Medical Association. Association. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah, because I cannot be part of that the association anymore. Yes. So what I'm trying to say is this. AMCO has been very, very militant. And they have been trying to fight on the behalf of their members. And if their members are complaining, let them complain. Let them, let them complain and take AMCO to court or whatever it is. What has this got to do with the registrar in the Labor Department? Precisely. What has it got to do with them? Yeah. Very interesting. All right, Felix, in Nelspreet, Bumalang, if it, uh, if it walks like a duck, eh, Johan, if it uh, quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck, eh? Yeah. Well, you know, just, just one comment frame from what he says is that we've got to consider this issue that Amku's not had a proper election of new leadership and it hasn't called the general meeting. And, you know, it would be up to Amku now to do that because that's what its constitution requires. So for, for Amku to prove the registrar wrong, it must give proper notice in terms of its constitution of such a general meeting, the members who then can elect you know, representatives to that, that particular meeting can then put forward new names for new leadership. That's how democracy within the trade union should work. And if Mr. Machunja and Mr. Poshlele and others are voted out, then they are voted out through a democratic vote at that particular general meeting. So, so you know, that, that I think is also an important aspect to consider. And exactly like, like the previous speaker said, if, if the, the members don't like what AMCO is doing, then they have a remedy. They, they must, in fact, insist themselves that in terms of their own constitution, they must be able to go and vote and decide who they want as their leaders within the trade union. To what extent uh, is the fact that in South African sort of political tradition, trade unions have somehow become power brokers for political parties? Yeah? Um, and, and you'll see it with the Kosatu trade unions. Their traditional alliance with the ANC has been quite beneficial for them in, uh, at the polls. To what extent yeah. is the fact that the uh, the AMCU is not necessarily aligned with the ANC, which happens to be the governing party at this point, uh, to what extent, as uh, Felix seems to be suggesting, that this is a, a governing party-sponsored process of the removal of AMCU from the register, to what extent could that be true? Well... Again, I'm not a political commentator, yeah. <laughs> I'm a lawyer, and one's got to be obviously careful, you know, in terms sure. of, of sure. assumption. Yeah. Um, you know, that that I'm always, one always has to be careful about. But, you know, you can, 
can obviously, uh, in in our country's history, um, specifically since 1994, we have a tripartite alliance, and we've had, you know, the Kusatu, which is basically uh, an organisation of of trade unions, being part of government. Um, so we've we've had that anomaly in in our our whole political system for a very long time. Um, you are correct to say that UMCO has made it very clear that they're not aligned to a particular party, uh, political party. Um, you know, whether they are part of Mr. Valvi's SAFTU, um, that, that is also not clear. They haven't, you know, come out with any specific line. So, so alliance. So, so in, in the whole, UMCO has been fairly independent in terms of its yep. stance yep. and where it came from. And, yeah, perhaps that is a factor. You know why? See, I, I, um, I, I, I concur very. St- yeah, I concur very strong, strongly with what Felix had to say. That when we see the civil liberties of anybody being trampled upon, we should all be very, very uh, worried. And it appears on the face of it that the civil liberties of Amku, whether I agree with them or not, are being trampled on. And maybe this is a bit of a selfish um, uh, approach to the matter to say, but I'm worried about this. If I'm not understanding what the legal and constitutional reasons for the deregistration of AMCU are, it's very easy that at some point the same could happen to me for whatever uh, interest that I might have. Uh, is that an attitude, a, a, a proper attitude to have about these kinds of things, Johan? Well, you know, I, I, I still believe in, in our legal system. I believe in our Labor Relations Act. And, and, and you know, it, it has brought fairness to, to, to many employees who felt that they have been dealt unfairly by employers. And there have been remedies granted by our CCMA and by the Labor Court. But also remember that the Labor Court does have, you know, uh, oversight in, in, as a whole as well in respect of those decisions. So there, there cannot be any final decision to wind up, uh, for instance, UNCU uh, once it has been deregistered, unless the Labor Court views it, that there is a proper uh, grounds for it. And in this process, UNCU also has its own remedies in terms of the Labor Relations Act. It has a right to make representations, as it has been invited to do by the registrar. I'm sure it will come out and do those properly. It's got, uh, you know, they've got very good lawyers and, and advocates uh, representing them. So, so I believe in the process and the procedures will be followed. And, and ultimately, if, if, if Amka is not happy by any administrative decision by um, the registrar, they can go to court and, 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 the, and a judge will determine whether it is reasonable what, in fact, has been done by the registrar. Let's speak to Malbongwe in Soshanguve. Hi, Malbongwe. Hi, Aubrey. Yeah, hi. Go ahead, sir. Yeah, I've got three... My, my, my question is three-dimensional. Yeah. In fact, it's not necessarily a question three-dimensional. It's a comment three-dimensional. Go for it. One is that I think it is incorrect for people or for the public to... To, to to say that the registrar of the of the Department of Labor is targeting AMCO. Just recently, there were in the news reports that the same registrar was considering uh, deregistering SAMU, the South African Municipal Workers Union. 
for sailors uh, to comply with the Labor Relations Act in terms of providing financial information to the Department of Labor as they must, you know, yeah. uh, in terms of registration of any trade union. Number two, the trade union called SEPAW, chemical, uh, you know, the trade union that, re- that recruits in the chemical space, the guys who, that took workers out on strike who work with petrol and diesel and so on and so forth, was also under the scrutiny by the same registrar. So it's not. And, and was that correct. scrutiny reduced to a an announcement that they were going to deregister them? No, of course. I mean, the steps towards deregistration, Aubrey, are such that the registrar will consult first with the union's consent and say that, please, guys, take the following steps prior to me uh, taking the last step, which is deregistration. The issue with AMCO is such that it has reached such serious proportions, as I understand it, that now the registrar is at the point where he has to put it in the government gazette, requiring or instructing AMCO to show cause as to why... Explain to me the nature of those serious proportions. Has somebody from AMCO come out to say that AMCO is not doing its job in as far as this... Uh, what what are the what are the serious i'm 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 speaking as an outsider yeah all i know all i know and and i'm a practitioner in that space by the way yes all i know is that every trade union when it registers with the department of labor they have got to show cause they have got to prove one that they had a national congress or a national conference at which officials or office bearers of that union were elected, number one. Number two, they must provide minutes of that national conference at which these officials were elected. Three, they must provide on an annual basis financial statements or financial reports to the Department of Labor to show that they are a union acting in the best interests of their members. So what you, what, 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 you, what you are saying to me, Malbongwe, is first of all, this is not out of the ordinary. Second, no, no problem. I, I just want to understand what you're saying to me. So, first of all, that this is not out of the ordinary. Secondly, it that 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 it is, uh, in fact, the correct thing to do by the department if the department is to be seen to be effective in its mandate. What thing? Do you make of statements by people such as Ndlozi uh, of the? Um, of the EFF, who suggests that uh, it is precisely because AMCU is not ANC-aligned uh, and uh, ANC-docile, I think were his words, and that that the reason why this is happening at this point in time is because it wants to uh, weaken any political power that may be coming from an independent uh, source, such as uh, a, a union like AMCU. I think those comments are hypocritical, Aubrey, because we are we, in South Africa, we, we all want proper and good governance of anything. Mm. You have the Department of, of, of Social Development regulating NGOs, and that department can deregister an NGO if an NGO does not provide certain requirements, such as, for example, a constitution of that NGO. 
financial statements to the sure. department but, but, but you don't you don't believe you don't you don't believe same, yeah sure the same responsibility you, you don't you don't you don't believe space of trade unions. you don't believe that there's anything untoward here and south africans should relax this is just the uh the the normal uh, running of a country and the department is firmly within its mandate and we shouldn't have anything to worry about. Aubrey, this is just my opinion. I think no, of course. I'm an outsider, I'm, 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 I'm thinking that it is the right thing to do. If it is not the right thing to do, then AMCO must show cause and AMCO must prove the department wrong. AMCO must show that ever since their establishment in 2012 or 2011, they have in fact had a conference. You know, no, in fact, I'm told that. Uh, in fact, I'm told Amku has been established since 1998. Well, have they had a conference since then to test the validity of the of the mandate of their leadership during that period? Malbongwe, let me stop you there. You bring in a very interesting dimension to this conversation. Much appreciated. Mike is in Pretoria. Hi. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Mike. Uh, Go ahead. Look, I, I'm, I'm I'm speaking from a neutral position. Yeah. And I think it, 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 uh, for us to be able to build a strong community, we have to, to try, everyone has to be to, to try it and, and act in a fair manner. I think we are too paranoid here. Yeah. AMCO has been given a notice that if they don't, don't convene a meeting before the end of, of, of May, they'll be deregistered. Is, is that part of the... the the conditions. Yes, the, 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 the officer. The officer was 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 on, on seven or two yesterday. Yes. And then they never argued anything about unfairness of that requirement or anything. In actual fact, what I heard, uh, uh, what was their plan from seven or two again, was that you know they'll consider <laughs> you know, uh, forming for, for, forming a political party. Yes. We are being unfair because. All, all, all we know we had today is that AMCO is going to be deregistered. We never had anything that queries that from AMCO. Now we want to suspect, uh, it, it, no, the government is unfair. We are being unfair on the government. Secondly, uh, oh, that's not very uh, neutral, uh, hey, hey, Mike. Hey? The, the, second, uh, the second point. <laughs> the, no, let me tell you the second. The argument that we are making here is some, sometimes we speak, you know, without full knowledge of, 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 of things that, you know, that, that we, you know, we, the way we combine the names we had in the news is, is incorrect. The, 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 you know, the theory that people are worried that AMCO has, has been in, uh, on a strike for, for five months are people who don't know how, things, how, 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 how this dynamics of strike work on the mind. AMCO has got one in that strike. They've been on, on strike for five months. They have not, you know, gained anything. Their members are stri- are struggling to get back to back on the mines. So AMCO will not be very brave to engage in a strike in the next, uh, 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 you know, negotiations. So and and people people who know how it works on the mines will not will not want to uh, end the existence of of, of AMCO now. They they know they expect it it, it may come. So I really think if at least if we have had a, a single word from AMCO themselves that 
the government is being unfair. We could we could suspect that. Oh the no no no! But unfair. we we've heard from people from Amku uh, who've suggested that the government is unfair and so forth. But uh, from that neutral position, Mike, thank you very much from for your for your call. Yeah, I, I suppose people like Mike and Malibongwe are making a very important point, Johan, that uh, this is nothing more than the, um, the, the the governance processes of a legitimate department, and uh, we shouldn't be paranoid. What is the paranoia that we are seeing at the moment uh, with regards to AMCO, and is it justified? Well, I, I, I agree there should not be paranoia. We should allow for the pro- procedure to be followed, uh, the process in terms of the Labor Nations Act. UMCU must now come and explain and make its submissions as to why it should not be deregistered. Yes, as, as was, I, see, I think, said by Mike, there is an issue about whether they've had an election of the office bearers in terms of their constitutions. They haven't done that, and now they should do it, and they should, in fact, prove that they are democratic. So basically, uh, all AMCO needs to do is is uh, hold a, a meeting, re re uh, re um, elect uh, Joseph Matunjo and Bob's your uncle. They they're good to go. Well, that's that's basically what it is. I don't know what other grounds the uh, registrar has to believe that it's not a proper trade union. You know, I don't know. There are issues relating to its finances. We haven't heard that, uh, and I can't you know, have any views on that. But in terms of the leadership and the election of a leadership, which is required by its constitution, UMCA does have to to, to deal with that, and I'm sure it will in its submissions, um, you know, before any decision will be taken by the registrar. So I believe in the system. Just one other point that I want to make in response to what Mike has said is that one's got to be consistent. If, in fact, Sambu and Sapao and other trade unions um, do not comply with their constitutions, where their, their finances are in, in, in total disarray and they're not properly functioning as a trade union, then the registrar should take the same steps and, in fact, do so. Do, do, you, do you feel that they have? That the, the registrar has done? My, my view is that, that you know, I, I believe that the new registrar has got a lot on his desk at the moment. Um, he's got a lot to do. Um, I trust that that will happen soon. Johan, in uh, Johan Olifir, thank you. And, and and could it be that he's just a new broom and he's sweeping clean? It could well be just that. It may be that the most prominent file on his desk was that of Abkut. Johan Ulifir, thank you very much, sir, for uh, helping us through this very interesting quagmire. And uh, I hope that uh, we get more light as the days go by. Much appreciated, sir. Pleasure. Thank you. Johan Ulifir is a partner at Weber Wenzel. Interesting, hey? What questions are not being asked here? Give me a call. I'd love to hear from you. And is this indeed a matter of paranoia? I'll tell you, I am concerned that if indeed a, an AMCU is deregistered as a, uh, uh, a trade union, that may have serious destabilizing effects on the mining sector. And we all know that uh, we've got enough instability going on at the moment when as far as our economy is concerned. But but is this is this just a matter of a matter of manufactured paranoia around the whole AMCU story. Is this nothing more than just the correct um, 
corporate governance demands that a responsible government should have when it looks at uh, trade unions. I've been complaining about the fact that uh, the leaders of trade unions leave much to be desired in terms of their consistency, in terms of um, how they, they, they portray themselves, their general posture, and the kind of uh, value that workers are supposed to be deriving from the trade unions. I wish we could have more, more scrutiny of trade unions and whether or not they are consistent with their mandate. Absolutely. Absolutely, I, I, you know, that's my position. But, you know. But I think uh, Mike and Malibongo are raising some very strong issues to say there seems to be a paranoia here about the possible possible deregistration of AMCU and why is that the case? Is it because we've become so suspicious of anything that comes from uh, government and by implication the governing party that, that even what is correct in terms of um, uh, in terms of corporate governance, the, the, the correct demands that government should be making, it makes us all paranoid. I'd be interested to hear your thoughts. I'll tell you that objectively, from my point of view, I am concerned about the, the disruption that the disappearance of an AMCU would mean in the, um, in the mining sector. I think that... Um, Perhaps we don't need that. And and quite frankly, I, I, I like the plurality of worker uh, representation uh, in, in the mining sector.